Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Wanna Be On Top. Today, we are getting into all the Hollywood affairs a top model would ever imagine being in with my dear friend and burlesque legend, Jeez Louise. We take a trip down memory lane. We get into some pretty interesting discussions about Tyra's one-on-ones with the girls. We discuss what celebrity couple Jeez Louise would want to portray in this week's photo shoot. And we talk about a really fun upcoming project the two of us are doing together. It is so much fun. We laugh our asses off this episode. So you will not want to miss it. Forever. Are top model fans born or made? Hey, I'm Shay Coulet, and welcome to Wanna Be On Top, a podcast where I explore the cultural phenomenon that launched a thousand smizes. As always, I'm joined by insatiable power bottom and top model expert Maxwell Esposito. I just had to say it. I had to because, okay, as I was reading it, uh, I just always think about when I have my Beats headphones in and you text me and Siri goes, new message from Maxwell Esposito. And I'm like, you're so close, Siri. You're so, does she mispronounce you? Well, I mean, you're never texting yourself, so she wouldn't be reading your name as a contact in your phone, huh? I would, hey, Siri, what's my name? It just says your name is Maxwell. That's what you told me anyway. Hold on. Hey, Siri. Text Maxwell Esposito. What do you want to say? Uh, what do you want to say? Well. Nothing what, now. You should, well, no, because you should say, like, what do you want to say to Maxwell Esposito? Well, okay. the thing is. I'll send this. Your message to Maxwell says, well, you should be one now. Because you should say, like, what do you want to say to Maxwell Esposito? You fucking, she is such a fake bitch. That you is are the such first a liar. Time. That is, you are such a liar, Camille. That is literally the such first time she has ever said your name properly. I, she's gaslighting me. Um. Yeah. Well, that's hilarious. I. I mean, I always call her Siri or Suri, like Tom Cruise's kid. So, I. I don't know. I mean, I. I mean, if she wants to say my name wrong, that's fine. I can. I always say her name wrong too. So I swear to God. And of course, while we're sitting here recording on this podcast is when she wants to come and pretend like she's been saying her name the correct way the entire time. Anyway, well, speaking of gaslighting, let's get into this fun episode of America's Sex on Model. (laughs) Yes, you are so right. Last week, we chatted with Priyanka about the runway lesson the girls get. And our girl Monique was finally sent home and everybody seemed really pleased about it. Melrose in particular was really pleased about it. She said she felt like the target on her back was removed. But as like the episode, episode four goes on, we find out that the other models actually also don't really like (laughs) 
Melrose very much. Like, why do you think that Ooh. is? Like, she kind of gives me Lisa D'Amato, Lisa D'Amato vibes. Yes. I, I think it's kind of like that same thing where she... Is, look, there is a huge difference. I know, for me specifically, between 18 and 23. Like, the, the amount of, like growth as like a human and as a person that I experienced between that like period of time was pretty vast. And I feel like in Lisa's case and in Melrose's case, they feel like, oh, I want to impart this knowledge on these 18 year olds, but they're not far enough removed to remember that when you're 18, you don't want to hear shit from anybody because you have it all figured out. You know what I'm saying? Like, at least that was my case. I was like, girl, I've, I got it. I'm 18. I'm an adult. I get it. I know. Yeah. It also can't like, you know, Melrose came in with that, like educated, like fashion background. She knew Uh designers. So Mm -hmm. like when the other girls were kind of like, I'm just doing this because I'm 18 and want to, (laughs) I think she was kind of like, well, no, 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 no. Like this is how top models should be. Like, yeah. We should go to bed at a normal time and not get three hours of sleep. Yes. I mean, I I feel bad for her because I did find her to be annoying. But I think she kind of wants to... She's trying to fit in. I just think she just can't help herself. Like, you know, she, she has the best intentions, but she just doesn't know quite the balance of just falling back and allowing the others to like come to her. I feel like she's just like a little bit like too outgoing with it. And it just kind of makes the other contestants want to pull back even more. Yes. True. The girls definitely were like, we need to just keep away from her. AJ was not a fan. Meg was not a fan. Well, let's get into, you know, the posing lesson the girls get because they get visited by Stacy McKenzie and Jonathan Newson and Jonathan Newson is an acrobat and Stacy is a model and they're teaching these girls about extreme posing. You know, we've seen the posing lessons before. Did we find this lesson to be helpful? Um, yeah, because you should just really, I feel like as a model, you should really explore all of the things that you can do with your body because you never know what the shot will call for. So, you know, experiment, explore, try it out, see what you can do. Yeah, and stretch. Keeping that body and limber f- for the rest of your life is key. Yeah. Well, be like Anchal. Yes, Anchal. Anchal. Our flexible diva. We, I, she is so beautiful. Like every time I just put on the TV and she's on it, I'm just. I know. So flabbergasted at how striking she is. I just love her. And I find it a little bit annoying that all of the other girls are all like, um, she knows how beautiful that she is. Like, she's like, no, I, I struggle with my, my self-image and my confidence. And they're like, no, you don't. You, you don't. You actually don't because all the judges tell you that you're pretty. So you don't. So. Yeah, and I was thinking about it today. It annoys me that she is such an ally to everybody. Like, I, know. I think that's so great, but they really did not care. And she literally would fight for everybody. She would have everybody's back. But then you're like, where are y'all when Anshal needs you? Like the only person that I really saw, the only two people that I saw really kind of at least trying to like be there and lend support were Cara D and AJ. Like those were like the only two kind of like moments that I saw like in this episode of like other girls kind of like coming to bat for her. It's just like weird. Yeah. Well, 
I can't get any more upset about that today. Let's talk about this photo shoot in episode four because we get this circus photo shoot where the girls have to play different circus freaks and different mm-hmm. sideshow attractions. Yeah. You know, what did you think of this photo shoot? Were there any standouts to you? Um, I mean, honestly, this is definitely up there like one of my faves. I generally enjoy any shoot that they do with Michael Rosenthal. Um, I just feel like he does some of the most iconic ones, sub- subtracting the running from the fashion ghost in this J. <laughs> Um, um, but I love, 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 love the images, um, like Cara D on top of that car, straddling that old car with like the elephant nose is probably one of my fave top model images. Cause like, she just like did the damn thing. And I love also getting the story about like her psoriasis and like, you know, you get this little moment of vulnerability with her, like later on in episode five, where she's like kind of, you know, talking about how showing her legs has been a big insecurity for most of her life and how she felt so cool, you know, being able to do that. Um, I, I thought that AJ also did really well as like the cannibal in the photo shoot. I feel like this is the first time we were like seeing AJ really kind of like show up and be present and really like give in a photo. Um, Yeah, I thought, I thought it was a a really good one. I mean, on Chal, even though she did not do particularly well as the giant woman, I just have to say her eyebrows were laid in that yeah. photo, bitch. I said, what in the 2018 MUA is going on here? I said, this Raja. is 2006. And these, I, I, that's what I thought too. I said, this is Raja. I said, that's, I was like, that's what that, that's what's happening here. That that's has to I'm, be. Well, you know, you know, Jada and Meg were in the bottom two. They were the strong woman and the bearded lady. Are we sad to see Meg go? I was sad to see Meg go because you really saw her just kind of like have such a, I don't know. It was just such a, like a sad moment because like she really was, you could tell she was really trying. And I feel like there's something, I feel like sometimes Jay um, Manuel has difficulty finding a way to connect and direct girls in the photo shoots. And I feel like if he tries a few references and it goes over their head, then he just kind of gives up. And I feel like had um, he tried to like reach a little further out to try and connect with like Megan, that photo shoot, it would have been more successful because also, I mean, and we all know I love Jay. Um, I felt like, and I feel like this was like a little bit of a discrepancy between like what he was envisioning and what, Tyra and the judges thought was right because he told Jada, he was like, channel that image of Tyra in the house, you know, with the cornrows where she's flexing and she's like snarling and looking badass. And Jada was giving all of that. But then her critique and panel was like, um, you were just like way too aggressive. And I would have loved it if, you know, you just like held it all daintily. Like, "Mm, this is like, no, this is no big deal for me because I'm such a strong woman. You know, it's just like, it sucked because it, it just felt like there was some competing things going on. Either way, yeah. I feel like, you know, Meg wasn't able to push it further enough to get herself noticed by the judges. So yeah, she unfortunately was sent home and I was sad to see her go. I know. I think we definitely needed to see more of her, but I'm 
I'm sure she's doing fine now. Yes. Well, look, that is enough about episode four. Today, we are mostly going to be focusing on the Hollywood affairs in episode five with my friend, burlesque icon, the one, the only, Jeez Louise. So let's take a break and roll out the red carpet for this episode. We'll be right back. Cycle 7 has been all about Hollywood and the star-studded treatment that any top model deserves. So today, we are chatting with a star in the burlesque community. I am so excited to welcome the iconic, the amazing, the hilarious... My good girl, y'all owe her one for me even being here. The one, the only, Miss G's Louise. What is up, boo? It is so good to see you. It's great to see you. Love being in these virtual streets. Right, you know? (laughs) I've I've never heard anyone call it the virtual streets. I love that. I'm running the virtual streets like Grand Theft Auto up in this bitch, okay? You know what? Honestly, you've been running the virtual streets (laughs) since Facebook. Since really? before pandemic, okay? Yeah. I was like, like y'all like, need to We're get talking about like a good 15 years. Like, y'all don't like, even come know. come on. I've been out here. <laughs> She's like, I've been oversharing been. <laughs> since before it was cool. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Um. So, geez, anytime we got somebody on the show, we always want to take them through just a little trip down memory lane. So, you know... I met you in 2007. So this is just a little bit prior to this because um, season seven of America's Next Top Model was airing during this episode, September of 2006. So I want you to just like go back. Take us back. Mm -hmm. Take us back. Let us know what, you know, Jeez Louise was like back then. What was she wearing? What she was she listening to? What were the extracurricular activities? Like what was the team? Yes. Oh, September 20, 2006, I had just moved to Boys Town. Yes. Okay. <laughs> had just got my little first studio apartment in Boys Town, living next to my girls, you know. We yes. called it Girls Town because our yes. little block was cute. Okay. We're like, <laughs> y'all call it Boys Town. It's Girls Town over on Pyro. Okay. Yes. And girl. yes, I was going to school. I was listening to a lot of like... Oh, you know, I was a seamster. That so was in like, like the, the Modest Mouse, Franz <laughs> Ferdinand Ooh. days, you know. Yeah. Go go bordello, like a lot of Dresden dolls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, my hair was like half purple, half black. You know, I was edgy. I remember you, you still had the purple going when I mm-hmm. met you. Mm-hmm. I wore like this all the time. This was right before. 
right before my big chop. So I was about to do my big like natural hair chop. So I was yes. still, I still had the stimulation relaxer. The, yeah, she had the relaxer going. Yeah. She said, mm-hmm. yes. I, I am Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was crazy. I love, listen, Chicago 2006 was cute because I moved yes. to Chicago right when like Lupe was coming out, college dropout just dropped. So like Chicago mm. 2005, 2006, like yeah. that's where you wanted to be at. It was lit. It was really fierce. I remember my first semester um, at Columbia, I was, um, I was working at Starbucks at the time. And at this time, I don't know why, but they had this rule that you couldn't transfer stores until you had like worked at a location for um, six months. And I got this job over the summer. And back then, Starbucks is where you wanted to work because they were paying oh, seven eighty an hour. Absolutely. Bitch. <laughs> you got insurance. You got insurance. <laughs> Like, wow, she is fancy. And I, like, so I would go back to that store on the weekend. Would, like, I was staying at the dorms at Columbia, go back there um, on the weekends while everyone was partying, having a good time in those streets, work at Starbucks in the suburbs. <laughs> but then always would drive no. back with my friend Katie on Monday. And I remember we would always listen to, like, College Dropout and, like, always driving into Chicago. Yes, was, like, like that. that skyline coming in like mm-hmm. that was the vibe for sure yes uh, were you were you watching america's next top model at this time i don't think i had a tv i think i still had a house phone at this time <laughs> i was the last person i knew that still had a land line and an answer machine i had no television i had no cable but you know, this is when this is when it started to be on cw she yeah. said, La Viva Web. And so I watched, like, I watched um, America's Next Time Model when it first came out. Mm-hmm. But then when I started, when I went to college, it was like, girl, I don't have time to be watching TV. I'm trying to memorize these lines. You know what? That's so funny. <laughs> because, like, we, we're going to, like, start getting to the point, too, where, like, I go, I went off to college. And that's where I also fell off of America's like, Next Time Model. Like, fell off. I, I didn't have a TV. No, it's like I'm trying to be on TV, not watch TV. Like, let's be real. Like, I'm trying to be on it. Exactly. (laughs) But I remember I would like hop in and out around this time Mm -hmm. and catch some random episodes. I know what was going on, you know, chronologically. But Mm -hmm. around this time, I was popping in, being like, "Now, what's going on now? Yeah, what are we doing now?" What's okay, your this also one thing that i love about this like episode specifically is that it refers so much to it's just like very much about hollywood pop culture where you are like a pop culture head where you like all up in the tabloids and the gossip of everything that was yes, going on. Yes, when you were watching everybody. on TV, because we didn't have Instagram or none of that yet. No, we didn't. So we, had, we were watching, we were like on Perez Hilton. <laughs> Girl. Embarrassing. Oh. Embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, call myself out, okay? Like, that's where I was getting my information. Like, how dare I? I mean, there were like, very limited options back there then. There was limited I mean... options. There was mm-hmm. limited options. It was like, Inside Edition, Entertainment Tonight, <laughs> Best some magazines, ever. basically, yeah. The Soup, and I was like, yeah. The Soup, The Bitch. Soup, that was the one. Talk the soup. soup was it, yeah, Talk <laughs> Soup, it was so good. Exactly. Really loved. See, that's how you know, when you went in, it was Talk Soup versus The Soup. 
you're right. like, okay, if you say toxic, you know how old you are. <laughs> right. You're like, you know that you were there when Aisha Tyler You were there. Exactly. I saw a, at a thrift store yesterday, I saw a t-shirt for the talk soup. And I was like, <laughs> I watched that show religiously. Vintage. I was like, it's like, wow, I totally forgot it was talk soup. Forgot about and it, right? I was like, wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. What a time. Um, ooh, and I also literally just thought about, I think it was VH1, the like ridiculous life of like celebrities with that like British man that would be like, and not only did she get oh, two Lamborghinis, yes. she got them customized in gold. Lifestyle costing a whopping $275,000. Exactly. I feel like that's where RuPaul got her um, cue to say dollars. Oh, absolutely. I believe that was Robin Robin Leach. Yes, Robin Leach. Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I I feel like I should know who that is, but (laughs) that's the voice. If you saw, yes, if you saw their picture, you you would know. You'd be like, okay. Oh, and then like all of a sudden it like puts the face to the name and then I'm sitting there. Exactly. Like he's going to look, he's going to look exactly like he sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he like, gives that one sure. billion percent. Absolutely, <laughs> one billion <laughs> percent. One, one billion percent. That's yeah. a lot of frappuccinos. Okay, you know what? Look at him. Um, exactly. I, oh no, he passed. Bless. You know what? Rest in peace, um, Robin Leach. I was literally about to ask yes. what he was doing now, but. Um, no, he's resting. Resting, easy. resting. <laughs> um, Okay, well, let, look, let's um get into this episode, shall we? Um, so, okay, today we are talking about the red carpet experience and the Hollywood elegance because the models are being tested on being red carpet correspondence. The models are sent to meet with Mark Steins, who gives them a lesson in conducting a good interview. The models are taught how to ask hard-hitting questions and not take the bait to give a bad interview. So the girls are put to the test and forced to ask interview questions for Mark. The objective is to provide a question and get an answer. Um, Do you feel like this challenge was particularly helpful to the models because I mean I'm trying to think I was like when I was watching this episode back trying to recall like how many models I saw doing red carpet um because Tyra brought that up and then they showed one example Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I was like so one person yeah has done it basically one person right but you know they've given them the challenges to get out their comfort zone and stuff but But Tyra Tyra did that once I believe it was at the Grammys like in Mm -hmm. 2001 or two and I she wore like a wedding dress and I think she also embarrassed (laughs) herself a little bit that year yeah she wore that pink or lavender wedding dress mm -hmm. yeah that's probably why she made this challenge she was like I need y'all to go through what I went through Mm -hmm. (laughs) she was like I didn't have nobody doing the challenge for me I had to go in blind I'm helping you. Right. She's just like, because you never know. You, you never know. Never know. Which is like, I believe Tyra's logic is in all of this. But, yes, exactly. <laughs> but to be honest, 
I, when I was watching this, I was like, first of all, it's clearly 2006 because of how long everyone's freaking camisole is and how long everyone's tank top, <laughs> everyone's tank so top long. was down to their crotch, like literally down to crotch. <laughs> and then I had to remember as soon as these girls start talking that they're like between 18 and 22, 23 years old. Yeah. I don't care how professional you are. These are babies. Nobody 18-year-olds have a microphone. Right. (laughs) Y'all still learning body awareness. Your brain is still developing. You still trying to connect words. Right. Thoughts. Feelings. (laughs) And the whole time I was watching that, I was like, oh, these people are clearly like 12. Yeah. (laughs) I live for for, um, how uncomfortable... Um, AJ is with all of it and how she has the physical reaction of just like breaking into hives. Yeah. When she's like put into the situation of just like having both times in the like exercise with like Mark and when she is interviewing Janice, like even Janice commented, she's just so like, that girl is like breaking out in hives. She's red. <laughs> right. Like she is red. You cannot hide that. Right. And I, Cover girl I, I guess cover I was that. shocked. I was shocked that some people were so uncomfortable on the microphone. But it's like, you're there to be a model. Everybody don't have to be do everything. We have to remember. But we also live in a day and age where if you model, we also need you to be a pop star and a rapper. Right. <laughs> and an actor and now a journalist as well. Absolutely. <laughs> and like eventually a chemist to formulate and your own probably, beauty prop- absolutely. products. Or... <laughs> Um, uh, uh, what do they call ice cream makers? What would a professional ice cream maker? Um, ice cream makers. Someone, yeah, an ice cream maker to develop a ice cream, you know, like you just need to, you need to. Like you have to do it all. Right? You have to do it all Multifaceted, you need to be, they haven't reached this level in the, in the top model franchise yet, but you do need to be a model mogul. Yeah, absolutely need to be a mogul. So yeah, like I get it, throwing stuff to left and right. Right. Okay, so let's get into this challenge specifically with Janice. I mean, like, obviously the little B earlier with Mark Lord. is just basically like, okay, um, these girls don't really know how to like engage with like a stranger. So right. go home, practice that, think about how you would interview somebody and like let's put it to the test. So um they are put out on the red carpet and they have to interview the one and only Janice Dickinson. So the models are placed at the end, just awaiting their fate with Janice right before she walks into the event space and uh they have mark from um entertainment tonight in their ears to just kind of help give them guidance so first up we had cara d um who was really just like having a hard time getting janice to stay involved (laughs) and then um which I would probably say is one of my favorite and most iconic top model like mishaps is her asking <laughs> Janice why she is so over pungent. Over pungent. Cause I'm trying to think what word was she actually thinking? Thinking. What word was she trying to say? It didn't sound like a good <laughs> word regardless. Like over either way. Oh yeah, like how you get. But I wouldn't the consider Janice Dickinson a really zealous person. So right. it was. I don't know. I mean, over... Absolutely, absolutely. 
her, her um, attitude is over pungent and repulsive. Yes. <laughs> That's definitely what she was thinking. Right. She's just like, why are you so repulsive? But like, could you imagine you already are nervous and you know, you know, Janice going to be a troll. You right. know, Janice is going to be trolling <laughs> you for the gods. Like, you know, I'm going to be no regular ask question and answer. She's going right. to turn it around. <laughs> Baby, I feel like that's why you just like go in immediately with a compliment. Like regardless, like, 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 don't even open up with a question. You need to open up immediately with letting with Janice know how amazing she looks. Yeah. Like, oh my Who God, was thank the you one? so much for stopping to speak with me. You look <laughs> so amazing. I you wouldn't mind so if you just good. walked right past me and just like scoffed. Like that's how See, you get exactly. Janice on your side. Period. Exactly. But who was the person, who was the one who said, Janice, why are you such a bitch? Is that what she said? It was um, Brooke. It was Brooke. <laughs> and like, bless, like, Brooke, because, like, she is definitely one of the more, like, likable, charismatic, but she is I, one of the youngest out of all of mm-hmm, them. And, mm-hmm. like, she definitely tried to approach Janice, like, hey, we're girlfriends, right? And, you know, like, Janice was looking was at her, trying to like, match that energy. Like, you little baby, shut the fuck up. Who the fuck are you calling a bitch? <laughs> exactly. You infant. How dare you? We are not. We are not peers. We are not gas. <laughs> we are not peers. That's the vibe that that was. Like, we are not peers for you to be asking me that. <laughs> I absolutely live, and it's just so like you know, you look at little Brooke, and she's so just like bright eyed and just like happy to be there, and you're just so like she takes it all in stride. I, I that's one thing that I really love and appreciate about Brooke. She's just so like you know. I'm gonna roll with the punches, and you know I'll take the L. I'll take it. It absolutely reminded me. me, Absolutely (laughs) reminded me of when you have to MC like a burlesque or drag show, and like some drunk ass bachelorettes are there. Like Janice was giving me drunk bachelorette, just trying to hustle you, and you have to like do everything to get everybody back on your side to keep the show rolling. Yeah, and that's exactly what it reminded. I feel like I was watching (laughs) like an amateur host just letting the crowd take over and letting the drunk bachelorette like Mm -hmm. take the microphone from you. Right, it is very that to you. Like when um, AJ gave up the microphone to Janice and um, homeboy uh, uh, Mark from ET was like, "Uh, "You need to, you need to get that back. You need to get that back." (laughs) Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Especially Especially from Janice, you're never gonna get it back. You, yeah. Now what? It's gonna be over. Like no, that is no rule one. Uh, I that love the way that hands. she pleaded with Janice to get it back. She she's like, "Can I have my mic back, please?" Please help me. <laughs> Wait, was she? AJ was the one that was wearing the hat. The mom. Yeah, hat. she was wearing the pink hat that Janice. When was it like, was what like, the? as soon as Janice like mentioned that hat, I would have ripped it off my head. Like what hat? Right. What, what are you talking about? She said, what the hell put this hat on my head? Oh my what? God. What? Wow. You better be careful, there. Janice. There are people running around just putting crazy pink hats on people's heads. It was like, you knew as soon as that came out of her mouth, she was not going to let it go with that hat, girl. Just take it off. Take yeah, it off. She, she brought it up again later. She was like, you put it back on. I told you to burn it. <laughs> right. Burn it. She's like, get that no. ass hat out of here. No. Definitely um, very 2006. Yeah. Almost absolutely. very 2000 late. Um, absolutely. <laughs> that was absolutely. a niche. That was a niche hat. 
yeah. was very niche. It was very niche. It's like you want to look poor, but also like you spent a hundred dollars. <laughs> right. You know? Very that. Very like um, giving both. <laughs> what's that? All Saints. Very that. Ooh, all saints. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're like this <laughs> deconstructed one hundred dollar t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Um okay, so last up we got uh Melrose, who obviously came in with her game face on. Like Melrose is like not taking any prisoners this episode with any of these girls. No. She's just all like she's like, oh y'all 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 thought that little thing with like Monique that was going on earlier was going to like no she well she's gone now. She said she's so gone. now what? Who's here? She said so what? She's like which one like which one of y'all want to get some? You know, and next, um, and she really just like came in guns a blazing. She knew like her opening line with Janice was really good. She was just all like, "So you coined the term supermodel." Uh, See, you know, coming in with a compliment. Yes, exactly. And she just like, you know, what prompted that? Like origin story. Like that is a yes. great way to start an interview. And I felt like even in moments when like Janice was trying to derail her and like even talk about her like freckles or whatever or, like birthmarks and she's just like do you have any birthmarks do you have, just, see like, that was a good turnaround that was i was like, like yes, you and. better uh-huh. that was giving me yes and absolutely. very yes and uh, i was just all like <laughs> mm-hmm. oh you know maybe melrose has taken a couple of improv classes here and there the maybe she's exactly. clowned around she came in hot and she really did and i'm sure she did oh. <laughs> <around>. <laughs> and that's the one people are not feeling her Okay, so I need to know, because um, I feel like there is such a debate. It, do, do do people say San Fran or is it SF? I definitely hear San Fran more than SF. Like, if you said SF, I would not know what you're talking like about. Like, from people in San Francisco or from no. us? No, 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 no. No one from We San all do Francisco. that. No. <laughs> no. Okay. It's all us Midwest ass people. San Fran. It's hard on that. San Fran. I literally was just like having this moment (laughs) of thinking about like um, uh, season seven of Drag Race. Uh, the first episode where um, Jaden Dior fears turns to Violet Chachki and she's like, where are you from? She's like, Atlanta. And she's like, hot Atlanta. And Violet's like, nobody says that. But no, okay. nobody <laughs> says that. That's probably nobody true. That. <laughs> mm-hmm. Probably true. Yeah, that is true. Um, okay, so, I mean, ultimately, at the end of this challenge, it is... Um, Melrose, who's named the victor, and she gets the opportunity to go and do some red carpet correspondence, or actually, I think it was a green carpet, uh, for like a CW premiere. I'm not sure exactly what it was, um, but like work, she had a moment, she convinced Tyra Banks to take her shoes off, um, which I was like, yes, and... (laughs) Ma'am, I was like, exactly. you better get on in there and start getting this engagement because get that there engagement. are people that are into seeing feet and you probably could have Ooh. made the network That's a lot real. of money That's exposing Tyra's feet. People pay good money for that. People pay good money for that. Like you could get exactly. that footage, sell it under the table, girl, make a hundred thousand dollars. Make, make it. that price money. Easy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Well, look, let's take a quick break. But then when we come back, I want to chat with G's about 
what's going on with these models. So we will be right now. So we are back and we are chatting with my girl, Jeez. Now, we need to speak a little bit about Tyra today because we get a very classic Tyra visiting the model house moment here in this episode. So you know throughout Top Model, Tyra always has made it seem like, you know, she's just one of the girls. And so she'll just like come through every now and then and have her little chats where she sits down and is like giving the girls their advice. Little one-on-one. The little one-on-ones where she's like, you know, like, let's talk, let's open up. Or she may, you know, could possibly be stirring the pot a little bit with some of these storylines, making sure she gets some, some things activated, um, some exactly. things going. So <clears throat> first, Tyra chats with AJ um, and AJ opens up and just starts talking about how annoying she feels that Melrose is. Exactly. People, people are already mad at Melrose. Well, people I are mad. Earlier episodes, so I don't know. Based it's on just watching mad. this episode, right. I'm like, are they mad because she's doing a good job? Like, what's going on? Like, it feels like the overall consensus with most of the girls is that she just doesn't stop talking. Mm-hmm. and you know what like i feel like there's some people that like they, they they have the best intentions and i really do feel like melrose does have the best intentions however <clears throat> you don't, you just don't have to be just talking all the time she's lacking the self-awareness yeah she's lacking that self-awareness to just be able to just like sit and exist. Just like you know, they're like there are those people that cannot chill in silence they and cannot you know, like be. on like on mm. set there's a lot of downtime where you know yeah, they'll be you don't gotta be talking you ain't gotta be talking throughout all of that we are tired this has been a long day we could just be in the room together right i'm just trying to sit here with my thoughts and you're trying you're trying to deconstruct today's lesson bitch i'm thinking about it in my mind bringing up anything exactly right no so i get it i can definitely understand like where the girls are frustrated with melrose and unfortunately i just don't feel like she is at a point with like anyone in the house where they're like close enough for friends to be like hey melrose like no offense girl i like know that you mean well but i just think that like maybe you just need to like be a little bit more self-aware and just like you know not feel the need to just like talk all the time and i know that sounds like it really might shitty, also be because she might be nervous some people talk exactly, a lot when they're nervous exactly. and then it comes off as being self-centered you know mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. like you just don't know how to shut up because you need a little bit more social skills yes and also okay i think one thing that's really important about this tyra like the, this this one-on-one moment that she's having with the girls is um you know, she talks to the twins separately. And I feel like it's really interesting that they bring in Michelle first, who's already mm-hmm. kind of like disclosed to some of the girls that she's queer. And so exactly. um, she's just kind of saying to Tyra, she's like, hey, I just don't like really feel like my sister Amanda is like really being herself. Like she just feels like she's like not coming out of her shell. And I'm having so much fun here. Um, right. And then like Amanda goes, 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But Amanda comes in and she just like outs her sister to Tyra thinking probably that like, you know, Michelle talked about it. Like mentioned it. Right. Um, Even though Michelle didn't at all. Um, And then she was just all like, I mean, I'm not saying that it's like not okay to be gay, but just like maybe don't talk about it. Yeah, it was like, America doesn't need to know about it. Like, everyone doesn't need to know. And I was like, there's a lot to unpack here. I could tell she was acting weird. And so I'm like, first my thought was like, is she acting weird because she feels like Michelle didn't talk to her about it first? Because, you know, Uh twins be having their thing where, you know, they Uh know everything about each other. So Mm -hmm. did she feel like left out of that conversation? Or was it because she was like, I'm a twin. People going to think I'm gay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, I kind of, I almost feel like it's like the first because to me, there's this moment where they like kind of like go to like call their mom mm-hmm. and like, um, even before dialing, you know, she's like, stop. Michelle's like, stop being all weird to Amanda. And she's just like, I'm not. And she's just like, I mean, I told you, right. And like, it was kind of like this moment where you're right. like, if you're saying that, did you tell your sister? Right. Or did is you? she really actually just finding out through the, the grapevine? Because it feels like she's house? just kind of finding this out. Right. Like, and I feel else. like she probably would have wanted you to have mentioned it to her first. So that's probably right. What that's so the vibe that I was giving. Uh, Pri- mm-hmm. Privately, not on camera as well. I think that was like, you know, like maybe mom should have found out on the phone before. Yeah. Um, you know, because I, I think you know she probably was just caught off guard. She's like, "Oh, I didn't know that we were going to talk about that when we came here. That was that that wasn't right. even like the intro plan when we decided to go to Top Model." <laughs> exactly. She's like, like "Normally, you think they would know, yeah?" So she probably felt a little left out of that combo. You know, right. she got left out. Right. Exactly. And I think that that's also like why why she was just like feeling a little bit weird. About mm-hmm. the whole situation. And, like, also, it's, like, clear between the two of them that, sorry, that Amanda is, like, more shy and reserved than Michelle, who's clearly, like, more right. outgoing. Um, right. All right. Okay, so we have to get into this photo shoot because this week's shoot is so enjoyable. It's one of my favorites. It was so, out of control. Right. <laughs> the girls find out that they will be modeling with, themselves as celebrity couples so they will be playing both the female and the male roles in the relationship and they will be photoshopped together in post so we love it when we get these amazing amazing silly photo shoots with the girls and i just like I love that this one specifically, I feel like, is really about, less about them being, it's it's weird because I feel like this would have gone well with like an improv challenge, like lesson. Oh my God, I mean, I know the focus is like on, I know, yeah, I know the focus was like on like Hollywood and like press and stuff, but I feel like what had been a good lesson for this would maybe would have been improv just to like get the girls like get in your body. Especially when you have to do like masculine stuff. Mm -hmm. For the girls Mm -hmm. to do like masculine things, you could tell like some of them were more comfortable with it, uncomfortable, you know? But they definitely needed some improv for that. But then a couple people blew it out the water. It was like, oh okay. You're like okay real comfortable in this drag. 
Um, okay, so before we get into these photos, if you were to get assigned a celebrity couple in this photo shoot, what celebrity couple would you want to portray? Oh, out of the ones that they had? Or any No, just like choose your own. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Choose your own. Oh, choose my own. Oh my God. This is hard. Okay, okay, okay. I feel like, oh, I probably would have gone with, um, who was remember when Pink, her husband was like that motor motorcycle oh, guy, Carrie um, Carrie Hart. Carrie Hart. Yeah. yeah. Carrie Hart, yeah. I think I think she's still with him. I think they like yeah. did get a divorce, but I do think and the, they yeah, like, they're like they're, they're like back like, together now, but I just don't think they're married. Yeah. I would have done like a pink yes. Carrie Hart kind of thing, you know? Yes. What about you, Maxwell? I would be Travis and Courtney. I would be Travis and Courtney. Yeah, I just would look really boring. I would have a bob haircut, lots of yeah. tattoos. Oh my and god! So, um, okay, wait, let me think. Who would um, you be? Yeah, I would be um, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. Ooh, I love that. But I would be Gabrielle one. dressed as a clover and then him like on a <laughs> basketball team, you know? Oh, so perfect. I that's like perfect. I am <laughs> I definitely envisioned you as Clover Gabrielle Union. And it's perfect. He's a so basketball player, you know. We obviously. can like get, like I just feel like it would just be like yeah. iconic. Iconic. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I would be Shay and Dan. <laughs> yes the makeup transformation insane um okay so this shoot was uh photographed by matthew jordan smith who we've seen previously on the show you know he's definitely one of like uh i feel like a top model staple when it comes to mm -hmm. photographers so um let's get into this week's first called photo, which was Brooke, who was playing Britney Spears and K-Fed. <laughs> I love, I love this photo. I think Brooke yeah. looks so cute. Brooke I love snap. that she literally got to use the same exact Python as Britney. Literally I was going one. to ask that, if that was the same one, because that was the snake she used I mean, they were twins. performance. No, the, it's also named Banana. Yeah, which I'm and sure then at the all, end, a, uh, exactly. Brooke said goodbye. She said goodbye, Banana, and that was when I was just yeah. like, ah! yeah, the snake's name was Banana. banana is sure. iconic. She really be that girl. She's like, I like, am she's out here. The boom boom she's like, yellow python. I'm in sag sag <laughs> day one. Like, <laughs> she's on. like, I'm a homeowner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She's I know like, Brooke I really snapped on that because Brooke did a good job sag. also <laughs> she sag Brooke did a good job as KFS but my favorite when Tyra was um, you know when they're judging the photos at the end yes. and, you know Ty that's when Tyra would be acting real crazy <laughs> she was like you was giving me that street street <laughs> thug <laughs> like, I was like oh my god Tyra please stop here we go yeah. K-Fed was giving very street as well. Virtual street. Absolutely. Streets. Virtual, virtual streets. streets. With K-Fed giving us virtual streets. For sure. Okay. Um, let's move on. Next up, we have um, Melrose as Donald Trump and 
as Mr. J liked to call her, Melena Trump, I was dead. I like because when at first I when he first too. when he first assigned them and said Melena, he kind of like didn't say it like fully, and I was just like maybe right. like it just was like a, a like a little slip up, whatever. But then when he's fully just keeps on saying Melena Trump, I was like, like you wow. just for not knowing at all. <laughs> this was like, I mean, I kind of I had a visceral me, reaction. Thanks. I had a visceral reaction because I was like, how is Melrose feeling about it today in 2022? Right. She's probably. When you had to dress up as Donald Trump in 2006. You know what? Honestly, I was like, that's some good drag. I she lived. did a great job. She had the she, face down. She pat. really. Because, like, look, I feel like, I don't know, uh, dressing up as Donald Trump is just really funny in general. I think yes. about. Uh, uh, Melrose here. I think about um, um, Alec Baldwin on SNL. Oh, absolutely. I think about um, uh, the Vivian from Drag Race UK on Snatch Game. Like, it's funny. I mean, he's such Donald a Trump is, it's, He's like, so hilarious. He's just like giving you the at. material. Uh, like he's right. giving you I the mean, material. Look at the. You've material. got one-liners. You've got facial expressions. Like all you need is a wig and an ill-fitted suit. Right. <laughs> like you're halfway there. I want to say when he either was like when Biden was elected or uh, I saw Raja post this picture um, again. And I was like, this picture started circulating the Internet again. And I was like, wow. I mean, she does really look just like both of them. It's quite really incredible. It's she true. really did serve. She really did. And um, Jay Manuel said that it was some of the best work he had seen in top model history. He said it, it every frame was usable. Yeah. I mean, honestly, looking at her, Melania, yeah. she served. She really served. She really served it. And my favorite one, she was like, well, they said every frame was usable. Of course, I'm not going to go back and say that to the girls. You know, my ass would be like, hey, mom, yeah, you have to come and shoot. They said every frame was usable, which has never happened. Oh, did you hear? Did you guys hear that? Did you hear? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, I wasn't sure if I was speaking loud enough. I knew that you were um, over there getting your hand picked in. I, I, I left the door open on purpose. <laughs> <Exactly>. Right. <laughs> Being with the door open, just, you know, talking about Absolutely. it. Well, everyone listens Absolutely. to you tinkle. Absolutely. That's just how you do it. Um, okay, so next up, we have Amanda as Demi Moore and Ashton Kutcher. Wow. Um. What a what a what a time. First of all, I forgot they was even together. Okay? Right. <laughs> this episode took me back because I was like, "Wow!" I definitely forgot that that was the relationship in our mm-hmm. timeline. Mm-hmm. Like that was the time, yep. and she was giving Ashton. Yeah, absolutely. Like she was giving Ashton for sure. A thousand. And the photo that came out, like she was giving to me as well. I like uh, it. I like. That. I mean, exactly. <laughs> I actually, I'm looking at her. It's giving Demi. She is something about the mm-hmm. hair. That I just hate, but that's not her fault. That's not her fault. That's not her fault. That's the wig's not, not right for me. It needed to be longer, well, the, heavier, the like one wigs, Yeah, the wigs. This the wigs were rough. Definitely giving Tyler Perry collection. <laughs> they were giving Tyler Perry collection. The wigs were rough this episode <laughs> like you really were i was upset because i was like that is not y'all's fault right <laughs> not y'all's fault right mm-hmm. that's why i had to stop myself i had to be like you know what you better stop 
because I was out of her control. Before we all had access, okay. Right, hello. (laughs) I mean, okay, moving on to to her sister, Michelle, who was ironically Ellen DeGeneres and Portia de Rossi. This Portia moment that they got going on here, what in the... (laughs) costume store hairspray like what is going is that... on <laughs> it was it was no. giving me theater grandma like which oh, is not absolutely. what Portia is at all so no, they, never. from what I deduced from watching the program was that they used that like blonde colored hairspray on her that's basically just like gold flex oh, mm-hmm. but I feel like the photographer's assistant used a silver reflector and I feel like it's reflecting oh, it's back silver and looking white and gray okay, versus okay. like I can see that. warm blonde and that makes sense yeah it just but also if y'all if you can photoshop the two of her can- next to her how come like, you can't you photoshop can fix her hair the color. You can't you can fix, fix the color. My favorite was, I don't remember who said it, one of the J's was like, you're giving me like hokey, nerdy, dorky. I was like, it's Ellen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You you're like, that's, that's, that's Ellen. That's literally <laughs> what Ellen is definitely hokey, dorky, nerdy. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right. I'm like no, three no, no, words no. that I would absolutely be like, yeah, I feel like that would like describe. Yeah, Ellen. no one like Ellen. I'm assume that Ellen will be awkward trying to photo shoot, like yeah. trying to crack jokes. It's like, girl, just do the pose. Right, just do it, Ellen. <laughs> do your little dance. Yeah, let's get the photo. Oh my god! Ironically, Ellen also was a cover girl. You know. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes. Okay. So next, let's chat about Miss Cara D who was Brad and Angelina. I love this time. Oh my God. Couples. I know, like, right? Thinking about who's still together and who's not. Um, exactly. They even brought in some um, some stage hands, little mm-hmm. brown children. Right. For the photo shoot. They right. said, you camera know, people, how do you, who has brown kids? <laughs> bring them in for the day. We'll give right. them a Right, you don't have to have services. a babysitter today. You're allowed to bring your kids <laughs> like, to set. How about that? Who here has adopted a black baby? Bring them <laughs> right. on in tomorrow <laughs> for the shoot. You know that's what I was thinking. I was like, you know that was just someone on staff's child. You know, say, hey, who here has a You want to bring your kid to work tomorrow? Bring your child bring to work today? <laughs> but this Angelina is giving, though. Right. Like with the hair, with the they did the little pouty lip situation. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like She's I can got, see like, that. The jaw. She's giving you the jaw clinch. Brad yeah, is really definitely giving me. She did, but the Brad is giving me. Remember when like drag kings were bad? Like it's giving me L word drag king. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that's what I'm giving. Get in here. I was not into it. Really? <laughs> it was giving me early drag king and we didn't go to drag shows because it was rough times. Because they were like, let me just take some of this eyeliner and do this goatee. Some shades yes. on. That's what it's getting. I a think big it's a belt wig. buckle. I think it's yes. a Tyler Perry wig collection. It's <laughs> like making or breaking some of these photos, you know? Right. We're like, damn. Okay, so next up we have Jada who was Bobby and Whitney. Oh, Lord. 
My first thought, okay, look at this picture. I'm like, how did Tyra, leave it to Tyra and then America's ex model to make somebody who is already brown look like they do in blackface. I said, how do you look like you do in blackface when you are black? I said, how does, how did y'all do that? How you black will look like you're in blackface? Why'd you do that, Tyra? <laughs> look at it, look at the picture. No, that's really. That's I really know. Funny. I watched it today, and I was like, "Why is she an uncomfortable shade?" Oh, right. Like, like I was like, what, "What did I miss? What happened from before the photo started to be taken to after, where her skin color went to this, this not hers? This so is making me on here? weird." Because uh, like she could have, she she could have easily been Will and Jada. She couldn't have Will and Jada. That would have made more sense. Even right. like this Whitney photo. I'm like, what's going on? But uh, look, also, blackface aside, I uh, I don't know if they changed it or gave it a little style and a tease because it they definitely, definitely was a shake and go. They definitely it was they did it. Yeah, they gave it a little. When she mm-mm. first put it on, I was like, I don't know. But in the photo, it looks. But cute you know, out. Raja came in and she's like, shoo, 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 shoo. I'm gonna give you a little. Huh. Exactly. Um, I thought Jada really performed so well as Bobby. Mm-hmm. Jada I was in that. Killed it. She said, "Am I a melanin chocolate drag king? Is that my <laughs> call? Is that who <laughs> like, I am? Is this who is I that am? What's going on? Like exactly, exactly. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, obviously, Tyra loved it because Tyra's like, look. Yeah. She's like, I love some silliness. Um, And then, oh, let me not forget. um, Well, last but not least, we have um, AJ, who was J-Lo and Mark Anthony. Um, I don't know what happened. (laughs) I literally don't know. I literally don't know. The styling was bad. The styling is not good. Yes, but also AJ was like terrible um, on the day. I remember AJ was struggling this episode. The, yeah, I feel I feel like her specifically though, because like I don't know why, but it stuck out to me at the very beginning um, when Matthew Jordan Smith said to the girls, "Like I'm gonna need you to give me." all of your energy today. You're going to be doing a lot and I really need you to give it to me and like be in it and like give me your best. And she showed up and she was just all like, what do I got to, what? I got to, uh, You're I'm not wrong. I'm not, I'm not I, Angelina. Uh, right. She was just like <laughs> you, so. You know. Sure, she you could tell she was disappointed. Like Jay was trying to direct her, be like, you know, Jayla was so happy on her wedding day. She's like, This is as far as my face goes. So Yeah. I was like, this is as far as my face goes. (laughs) (laughs) Like I like it really pains you that much to smile or to the most Jayla for this photo is when they gave her a little booty bump. Right they when they stuffed that ass, you know them drag they queens sure were like, did. "Yeah, come on, girl." You know Raja just went come on, in her bag, pulled out her hip pads, and she said, "Let's <laughs> slap them on. on AJ." She's there about my height. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, so like her body language as Mark and me, like I'm feeling it. 
like neck down, I'm feeling it. I neck up. I feel like they um, caught her in a good moment because I was like watching yeah. it and I was like, "What you doing, bro?" Yeah. Now the photo that they picked is like, okay, they got that one good one, that one good one. But you know, they struggled. I really want to know, know who these know, people right? are in the background of the photo. I'm gonna know their stories. Yeah, I want to know. They? Were they there the whole day? Like, like <laughs> what? Like, like you who know, are these? Well, what's their day rate? How much did they get paid? That's right. what I want to know. I love that. Basically, essentially, we're all at the after party for Mark and J Lo's wedding. Basically, it's all like the same. It's like same sub, same club, <laughs> and I'm like the only excuse that I could have for her wearing that look is, is that it's her wedding, and I guess everybody showed up at the party, basically. Right. <laughs> Whitney and Bobby were like, "Let's dress like when we first met each other. It'll be cute." Yeah, exactly. Brittany's <laughs> coming from the from the video shoot like. from the VMAs. She said, "No." Um, yeah. So if it, it was AJ who was uh, sent home this week. Uh, do you feel like it was her time to go? Well, this is what Jada's third time in the yes. bottom two. Yes. So I felt like based on this episode alone, which is all the information that I have, I would have said, yeah. Yeah. And Mr. Mm-hmm. Kathy agreed. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you, Mr. Like, Kathy. Yes. Mr. Kathy agreed. I felt like, yeah, she just had a, I mean, it's not even attitude, but you know when people are just, you could just tell when somebody is done and not trying no more. Yeah, And they're exactly. just like, whatever. I was getting mm-hmm. that energy the whole time where she's just like, Check I out. know I'm going home. I'm probably going to go home. Whatever. Just yeah. getting me through this episode. That's the energy right. that I was feeling. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. She's like, I'm ready to go home and I'm hungry. Right. I'm ready to sleep in my bed. I've been wearing the same outfits for right. three weeks. Sleeping in a twin bed in a room. With that's what I'm other saying. Girls. That's the I was giving. But that's like you, when you could tell, you know, when they're like, I just feel like you don't really want it, or you're not, you know, passionate and for. You could tell when people check out. Yeah. You know. And I felt like it was abundantly clear with AJ. Mm-hmm. So you know, they said, "Hey, girl, time to pack your bags. I'll see you later." And even with her <sighs> response, she was literally like. You're right. right. <laughs> she basically, she was like, "Yeah, if I could just provide a spot for another person because I don't want to be here anymore." She basically said their decision is correct. You know, she's like, "I understand and I agree." I agree. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back. We will be chatting with Jeez Louise and hear about all the fun and sexy things she's got planned this summer. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We are here kicking with my longtime friend, Sister, Miss G's Louise. Now, if you haven't figured it out already, G's is absolutely hilarious, gorgeous, and a super talented burlesque entertainer. Uh, We met all the way back at college. We were just little babies doing shows together Mm -hmm. for many years. Um, And we love just like always 
getting to know our guests a little bit more here. So I just want you to tell us a little bit more about your start and where, what, what got you into burlesque to become the icon that you are today? Oh, it's crazy because it's been about 13 years. So 13 years ago was when I first set foot on the burlesque stage. And I was a little musical theater baby working in the strip clubs on and off. And what led me to start burlesque was seeing a lot of bad luck. Okay. (laughs) I was going to shows left and right. And I was like, okay, so... I can do this. <laughs> I was like, so anybody could just do whatever. I was like, oh, bet. <laughs> I was like, you ain't gotta have. I was like, you ain't gotta have no titties. Great, sign up. I thought you had titties. I thought you could only twirl asses if you had like actual C D cut breasts. That's a lie. It turns out. Right. People You're with like... the nan titties. People with negative A cups can tackle twirls. So. <laughs> I, you were like yeah, game over. Yes, exactly. I was like, oh, so sign me up. So I had a friend that was in a troupe, and I was like, you know, if you ever need a little choreographer to help with your group acts, count me in. Somebody dropped out, and they were like, geez, we need you for this show. I had like a week and a half to get it together, which, you know, I didn't. I said, I'm going to show up and do whatever <laughs> with no preparation. <laughs> you yes. know, I was like, you know, my, I was like, well, I'm clearly a theater and I'm a stripper. So I got this burlesque thing figured out. <laughs> like I got it figured out. No. Girl, wig was falling off. Almost fell off the damn stage. I was wearing a Forever 21 homecoming dress. Like, thank God there's no video. <laughs> thank God the internet was not popping then like it is today. But if anyone has a video, I would pay good money to. <laughs> you like to have full you ownership. Know? Yeah, please give it to me immediately <laughs> so I can erase all footage. But yeah, that was 13 years ago, and I just fell in love with it because I was like, "Wow, I could do all the things I love, like musical theater, stripping, not have to like worry about auditioning, just be in some fucking musical that some dead white man wrote." in 1893 that don't have nothing to do with me today you know i was like why are we so why am i gonna audition for oklahoma okay no (laughs) so yeah i just love that you could like build your own life and build your own career which is not what we were taught to do in school like school basically prepared you to just audition for plays and musicals yeah and had nothing about being an entrepreneur in that way so i'm very grateful right Right. Mm -hmm. to really like teach you how to just like go into your own lane and just like build your own career and persona exactly and so you started 13 years ago yeah and then Summer of 2011, July 17th. Mm-hmm. I will never yes, forget Yes, you know. I'll never forget that day. <laughs> the very first Jeezy's Juke Joint, a Black Burlesque Review. Yes. Now, um, do you want to tell our audience a little bit about that show and um, what made you want to put it together? Yeah, it was, um, so every year I try to do my own Black History Project. For myself, because I felt like in school, we just learned about the same five people all the time. So I was like, 
since I started burlesque, I was like, I want to know more about who's the Black burlesque performers that came before me? Who's out there performing now? Because I know it's more than these four people in this uh-huh. town. Like, I'm not yeah. buying it. I believe. <laughs> and so I started a blog just like interviewing Black burlesque performers from around the country. And I was like, you know, what if I just into a show? And I remember sitting with my good girl Rachel Stalin like good Rachel, Rachel Stalin what if this was a show and she was like why shouldn't it be and I was like you know what that I'm figured out I never produced my show before but I was in a <laughs> troupe that like had a monthly spot and they said we'll give you this monthly spot help you out show you the ropes but it's actually sold out real quick it sold out so fast like people were ready for it I was like I don't even know black people knew burlesque existed <laughs> it was a whole new audience and you know all the other producers was like oh well what is wow look how diverse this audience is i was like yeah because <laughs> we switched it up and none of these people is coming to y'all show because you got the same three white ass people yeah like people want to see something else and so now the crazy thing is like there's still some people that are like this is the only burlesque show i go to for the entire year Cause you know, I'd be like, make sure you check out burlesque in your community. They're like, no, we're good. <laughs> we're just gonna go to Jeezy's Juke Joint. We're good on that. We don't want to ruin the fantasy. <laughs> yes. like, that's fair. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. fair. I'm like, if you're gonna go to a burlesque show, go to the best one. I mean, you Jeezy's know? Juke Joint really just is that bitch. Is that bitch? Like, and these in these actual ass streets to these virtual ass streets mm-hmm. just like and, you know everybody wants stages. it to be more mm-hmm. than once a year and i'm like no nah, but that's why it's special because you're not you can't see it every day you can't see it every you can't see it uh-huh. every month you gotta mm-hmm. make a way for it so right. then when it comes around that once they a year it's like they hungry especially after the last three years we done had to wait for one yeah child it was lit yes i mean so we just had one here in Chicago, and it was lit. It was sold out. Baby. All four shows sold out. All People was falling out. It was like a Michael Jackson concert in there. Satan <laughs> <laughs> sweating, wallet gone, bank account drained. Yes. <laughs> like, sure, it Ooh. looked like it looked like an Atlanta strip club up in there. Hell yeah. With the dollars. Like, they was like, take my entire refund check. <laughs> right. Hello. Garbage bags full of money. And yes. We had a whole trash can to collect the tip. I had to go to the bank on three separate occasions, Shay. Because I looked like I was doing something sketchy. I looked like I was laundering money. Can you say, can you say legendary? legendary? Right, right. I know. We got to go in with all those, all those singles. With the duffel bag. And I was like, is there like a private room? Right. <laughs> and she was like, I used to work in Boys Town. I understand. I was like, okay, so you get it. So you Don't get it. Don't be judging my ones. You be yes, seeing the girls feather. coming in with the okay. ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So All those it was truly oh, one man. for the book. So we're going to have another one in Minneapolis. Yeah. July 9th. So Minneapolis turned out. And I'm just ready to bring this black ass show back on the road, you know? Mm hmm. It is an absolute joy. Okay, so look, now you also, you live in New Orleans. You're home now, right? Yes, in New Orleans. Yes. I I literally was just about to ask about Mardi Gras, but it was back in February. 
I was. I'm still recovering. So. Baby, time <laughs> is such an illusion. Like, what is it? Like, exactly. I've, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, like, we are almost, we are more than a quarter, a fourth of the way through this year. Like, we are almost, like, approaching the halfway point. Where did it go? Do you got any fun plants coming up in good old New Orleans? Oh, okay. You know, right now I'm actually trying to take it easy for the summer because mm-hmm. it's going to be swamp titty hot down here. And the yes. last thing I'm trying to do July, August is tape things to my tits and my bits. Yeah. You think I'm trying to put, you think I'm trying to put a wig on this horsey uh... hurricane season? <laughs> Like, no. So summertime, I'm trying to be gone from the town. That's why I'm going right. Minneapolis, Chicago, you know, places where you're trying to go in the wintertime. Absolutely. Because right now in New Orleans, it's going to be like, it's cute spring. It's going to be mm-hmm. tourist season, crawfish season. But mm-hmm. baby, once that July hits, good day to you. Hello. <laughs> not, no, there's not enough air conditioner or deodorant in the world for me <laughs> to be want to be new orleans in the middle of summer but i love it down here it's so much culture like i especially cannot wait to bring this black ass burlesque event down here where yes. it belongs you i know? can't wait to get back out to new orleans you know i haven't been since the pandemic and new orleans so mm-hmm. it's honestly like one of my favorite cities to go to it's just like you gotta come for southern decadence which is Ooh. like pride but it's yes. in september yes. like a little just like little we have a little southern, pride in june southern but decadence september Maui. Yeah, Southern Deaconess. That's the weather's cute. You know, it's cute. Like everybody can get a little short shorts. Tomorrow, I'm so excited because uh, you and I will be doing a lovely little VIP screening. Okay. The web series that we filmed together two summers back, finesse. I'm so excited. Cannot wait to see you. It's gonna be like. Excited. In person, we're going to be Absolutely. screening, we're going to be doing all the things. It's going to be great. We're going to have a slumber party. It's going to be so much fun. Absolutely. We're going to be walking the red carpet. Yes. You know, who I'm knows? probably going to wear be... a fur. I don't care Ooh. what the It will still be cold enough because... for that here. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Like 1,000 percent is freezing exactly. out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. I'm very excited to see the finesse so is my mother-in-law she tells oh me okay <laughs> oh wow yes. through, yeah, she, you better yeah, get she, ready she i told my mom to watch social it. media uh-huh. i told she... my mom to watch it everybody else has said i don't know right said, mom to uh, watch it i said i don't know about grandma great grandma i said i have to see <laughs> yeah I'm, a, I'm probably gonna like tell my siblings to like watch it i'll be like mom um, watch just like a couple scenes I'm, right you just go watch like, just, we watch just gonna show you. right we don't need just to be watching bit. right we don't need to these silly things girl you don't even know what that you're gonna be asking too many questions anyway I just don't really have the time too many to questions oh, my, favorite, my mom me. was like my mom was like so are you gonna be um, acting in this or just playing yourself like you always do I was like, wow. First of all, a little bit of both. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay, you some said, You're like, what you actor doesn't read. bring their own personal like, experiences into their role? I was taught that's Stanislavski what, in school, mom. That's basically, what we do. 
And I tell people all the time, I'm like, I'm trying to be the RuPaul of burlesque where it's just me playing myself. Jeez yeah. Louise is the quirky barista. Jeez <laughs> Louise as a sensitive therapist. Like, <laughs> you know, when we see RuPaul, we know it's RuPaul, bitch. We're not like, wow, who is this amazing actor? We're like, this is right. RuPaul as right. the damn cab driver. I love it. And my favorite thing is like when RuPaul puts her acting wig on, her red hair, she's just like, this is my acting wig. Exactly. My acting That's going to be me. That's right. going to be me. Like, right. She's like, TV host, exactly. I'm a blonde. But when I'm an actor, bitch, I'm Auburn. It's red. It's red. I'm a, I'm a redhead. I am a ginger. <laughs> So that's um, gonna be me. Right. I am so excited to see you tomorrow. And I cannot wait for all of the fun, amazing things that you got coming up. Can you please tell our, all of our listeners where they can find you online? Oh, yes. You can find me all over the internet. You're gonna follow me. And then the next day, you're gonna be like, let me mute. <laughs> 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 let me mute. She got something going on every day. Okay. I love it. Listen, you go. Good luck following me on Twitter. I locked everyone. I blocked everyone because people couldn't act right. I'll need the mentions. People's being <laughs> weird over there. So I only let people I like. So she said good luck. Shit. Good luck to you. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. You know, I'm pretty sure my OnlyFans is still active. I ain't got no updates. But you can get a couple years archive. Yes. For we love our. Yes, we love some archival work. Hello. You know, just make sure if you follow me on Instagram, you know I'm shadow banned. So you got to spell the (laughs) name the whole way out correctly. So (laughs) I'm Miss McCarthy has a whole Instagram. He couldn't even follow me on there. I said, bitch, I made this account. Wow. They said, no. They said, your cat cannot follow your whore ass on Instagram. (laughs) Instagram. So they said we, we won't have, have it. Him. We, we need to protect this cat <laughs> from mothers like you. Exactly, exactly. So y'all know I'm out here on the internet, yes. in the virtual streets, everywhere yes. you can find me. We virtual streets <laughs> in those virtual streets. I've been uh, trying to be on TikTok, but it's too much. Look, Give me a headache. TikTok is fun. Just, You're fun on there. Right. I loved your your TikTok. That homeboy did it. the accompaniment. Too. My first duet. I said yes. Yeah, your first duet. And I was literally duet. like, <laughs> I was like it in was my kitchen, like making breakfast, and I was just, I'm like, I feel the same I'm way. Saying, let's get Shay on the remix. Hey, let's get Shay on the remix. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely been there. I've definitely been there. Exactly. So uh, yeah, I'm out here. Follow me everywhere. Absolutely. And thank you so much, uh, G's again for joining us. This is so much fun. <clears throat> and thank you. Yes. Thank you for bringing this back into my life. Like, I'm going to get the Stedman wig. Like, yes. I forgot about this ep- Like this episode. I'm going to watch more episodes now. Right. Now I'm that stuck Stedman back wig. in. <laughs> that, that's the tea, you know. Sometimes you just need a little pick to bring something yeah. like that to me. <laughs> just a little uh, bit. So, I'll, I'm going to get back into it. No, for real. I can't wait to go and watch some more, like, after we finish recording. You know, just always to refresh. Exactly. I'm just going to have it on the background now. I love it. It's perfect to like, because I'm like mm-hmm. working on some hair right now. So I'm like, it's perfect for like a little background moment. Anyway. Exactly. Um, that's all the time that we have for today, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have any top model facts or questions for Maxwell, me, our guests, or you just want to say hi, you can send us an email to beontoppod at gmail.com. Now remember to subscribe 
to want to be on top wherever you listen and make sure that you rate and review the show. Why? Because it helps us get better. Yes, not bitter. Well, that is all the time that we have. I'm Shay Coulee. And I'm Max Esposito. And as always, the question remains. Want to be on top? Want to be on top is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model or any other show's creators, producers, or distributors. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, audio, and video clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. To listen to Wanna Be On Top, ad-free, and Monday early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Make sure to follow at Forever Dog Team and at Mom Podcasts on social and rate and review Wanna Be On Top five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yes, bitch, I said five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wanna be on top? It's produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, aka Mom. Hosted by Shea Coulee. Produced by Maxwell Esposito. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Big Dipper, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. 